0: Everybody, it's Aaron Banion. C. Bennett here. Welcome to B&B Banter Bros, episode twenty-four. Yep, we're uh, gonna talk about one of our favorite actors tonight. We're gonna talk about Robin Williams and some of our favorite and least favorite films. And he's had quite a few films. <laughs> uh, very extensive. I I tried to cap mine at five per per list, and I still had to make a secondary. Actually, I made three lists. I made animated favorites and least favorites. And I still had a list of, like, 12 movies that were runner-ups. Yeah. It's it's tough when it comes to... Not only is somebody who's been in the game and done so many films, but somebody who's just so enjoyable Yeah, to watch. Just enjoyable to and watch. Such a, and, and you almost have to pick the films for for the different reasons. Like, yeah. comedy, like, his goofy stuff. What makes him, mm-hmm. like... What films I love the most what's goofy or his serious roles because like I feel like you can't combine the two and to I, just keep it without I making tried. like yeah without making a really large list because yeah. he's just he was that good of an actor by yeah. the way quick note did yeah. you see that they're they made a um, a craft the, the like they're doing a craft reboot yeah, yeah I've been hearing about it for a while I, I just saw them I don't, I don't know if DVD they've got anybody like in the Oh, I yeah oh yeah no the- it's done there's a trailer and everything oh yeah. well we'll have to talk about yeah, that the craft is. legacy oh, it gosh. looks ridiculous just, just from that look at that that just looks like a queen drama shit that I don't want to watch no 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 I mean the craft wasn't even that good of a movie to begin with it was okay yeah, it was For fine First time yeah it was okay yeah. it wasn't that good to be uh, rebooted I, yeah I thought they did that with charm I thought that was good enough yeah, <laughs> I, I I never watched the reboot. I watched you know I watched the show some, but I didn't watch the charm. Charm, yeah. They had a reboot. Yeah, I never even saw the reboot. And I I, I don't think you were missing much, But yeah, they rebooted I, Charmed. I didn't mind the the show, the the first handful of seasons, like when Shannon Doherty was on it. No, I didn't mind when when uh, was, it, was it Rose McGowan that replaced her? I don't know why I almost said Reese Witherspoon, but yeah, Rose McGowan. Um, I, I didn't mind when she was there. It was just like towards the later seasons. I just I don't know. Got really. I never followed it closely, yeah. so like I missed bunches of it. But like it seemed towards the later season, they were just picking shit out of the well, air. Because I think that because then like. What's her? What's her? I don't even know the character. I know the actresses more than I know uh, the characters. Alyssa Milano character. was one of them. Yep. And, and uh, uh, Molly Combs. Recall, so yeah, Holly Marie Combs? Yeah, Holly. That's it. Holly. She uh, married, what, the angel? Oh, the white lighter. With whatever the fuck that is. he is. supposed to be an angel? I think, uh, think was, he's, an angel. he's a celestial or something. Rather. Because he uh, was Leo. Ju- uh, Julia, Julian. This guy from Nip Tuck. Oh, oh, Julian McMahon. Yeah, he played Cole. Yeah, he was the demon yeah. that Alyssa Milano he played, Yeah, he marrying. played the demon. Uh, something. I liked him. Actually, I think that is... I, I freaking... actually don't know that there's a movie or film or a thing that I've seen him in that I didn't like him. Str- I haven't watched Snip Tuck because, honestly, I don't give two fucks about it. it but I've watched I watched a, f- a fair few of the seasons, and he's good. Yeah. He's an asshole. Like, but, I mean... He always plays assholes. He, he's, he's a good asshole player. <laughs> he, but, I mean, this... That show they make him into a real piece of shit that you're supposed to like anyway. Oh. And gotcha. yeah. Well, know. either way, he I has redeeming qualities eventually, but like in the first couple of seasons, he's a real pile of shit. Yeah. And you, you really were. couldn't care less. Like I personally was Just like this money, guy should get shot in the face. Money-mongering kind of womanizing he, piece of shit. He it's him and his best friend and, and they're plastic he, surgeons, right? Yeah, and he is constantly trying to fuck his best friend's wife. Oh. Huh. Oh, that's a real piece of shit. Yeah. I will say, I think he was a fantastic Doom. Yep. Out of yep. the... I, I don't hate the Fantastic Four films as much as everybody else in the world. I enjoyed them. I took them oh, the for what two. they were. Yeah. I took them for what they were. But he was a fantastic Doom. I wish that he would... They would make a Doom movie and he was... Because he just has that persona. Yep. That, He's got the air about Oh, him. my God. Yeah, yeah. That... Yeah, this that, that let's play God cause it was just perfect. I thought he he was essentially, in my opinion, other than Chris Evans, because I love Chris Evans, I think he was what drove that mm-hmm. the the Fantastic sure. Four. Well certainly wasn't Michael Chiklis. No <laughs> No. God. That that suit was a ridiculous. I don't I don't know. Anyway, we're not talking let's, about that, let's we're talking get off about them, Robin Williams. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other bag of bag of fish. I just had to, to point out that they I just saw that they did The craft I don't know I don't know what to say about that Well so To talk about Rob Williams Yeah For anybody who's lived under a rock For around the past 60 years (laughs) Yeah if you don't know who Rob Williams is You (laughs) you just need to I don't know Yeah Just continue living under your rock First of all uh, Rob Williams was born In 1951 And he did die In 2014 at the age of sixty-three, hung, hung himself. Right? Uh, I don't. I don't remember. I think if, think it maybe was he was strangulation of some kind. I think. Maybe I know that he was. Uh, he had body, he was de- body dysmorphia. I believe was the the base of his depression. He had depression, but I think it yeah. caused by body dysmorphia. I think I remember remember reading. I could be wrong. Well, he was also battling with alcoholism and drug abuse for for many yeah, many many but years. Clean for a while. I think he, I think he went back. I think he really? like oh, fell maybe. off the wagon or something, and maybe yeah, it maybe with one or to the do. other. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember. But I don't remember. I never. To be honest, I didn't care. Yeah. How he died? It was just. It was. It was just sad. Yeah, you heard that he died, and a part of you just died with him. Yeah. Mainly, it was that uh his, he was doing that show, the crazy ones, yeah, with uh, Sarah Michelle Geller. Yeah, and it was one of those things where by. I mean, it wasn't a great show by any means, but it was enjoyable. And I mean, it had its moments for sure. But that was his first jump back to TV since doing Mork and Mindy. Yeah. And I think it was just one of those things where I always liked when I saw him in something. Yep. He, regardless, he never really had a bad role. The, even the movies that, like, are my least favorite movies, he's not bad at No. Oh, I did see... So, he, so it says that they're essentially... Four films in 2014 that he did, and then 2015... He was the voice of uh, Dennis the Dog, which I remember in absolutely uh, yeah. anything. Simon Pegg, which is fantastic. I enjoy the film. But it was Night at the Museum, Secret of the Tomb, A Merry Freaking Christmas. Yeah, with him and Joe McHale. Yep, which is great, too. Is he, plays, he plays pretty much the asshole dad. Yeah, he's a, he's a curmudgeonly foul-mouthed dad. Yeah, he, hates, he just hates everything kind of thing, which is great. And then The Angriest Ooh, Man I'm in Brooklyn, bad. which is another really good one. I So I started that because that's the one where, like, he he finds out he has, like, only a certain amount of time to live, right? Like, he's got, like, a day to live or something like that? Yeah, but I think it was— It's wrong. Like, yeah, it he was wrong. He, yeah. he was wrongly diagnosed, but he's told he's got, like, only, you know, a day to live. It's, and then he's sent on his way, and he, it's, it's him trying to get somewhere and him just having, you know, whatever revelations along the way. <laughs> yep. It, it's, good. it's a good film. I, I never finished it. I started it, but I never finished and it. And then Boulevard was the other one, which I, I never watched, but I remember it. I don't know the movie. I remember it got really good uh, reviews. Did it? Um, okay. Not on here, but <laughs> <laughs> I remember people. But anyway, yeah, so it's sad. He is, he is dead. He's been dead for... He's one of those guys that nobody seems to have a bad word to say about. From what I can tell, like, any time I've seen... Then again, I've never dug very far into it, but, I mean, it's always seemed that no one seems to have a bad word to say about Robin. Like, people on set with him, like... I remember seeing something about the kid from Jumanji, like, how Robin Williams would come sit and, like... Because the kid, like, when he had to do the makeup for when he started turning into a monkey, Mm -hmm. he'd have to be in there for hours. And Robin would just come sit and talk with him to keep him company. Um... Peter, I think his name was in the movie. Uh, I was going to say, who, uh, who was the, the boy? I thought it was Elijah Wood for a second, but I don't no. know. No, I, I don't know the name of I the... Don't, k- it was, uh, I don't know what else he went on to do, but like in the movie is, his name is Kirsten Peter. Christian Dunst. Christian Dunst is the, is the, the sister, girl. yeah. And then, uh, oh, B.B. Newworth is the aunt. And David Alan Greer is the soul man. The, <laughs> the guy that ends up being a cop. Um but yeah, so, yeah, he just, he was always, from what I can tell, like, I remember watching things, like, about how genuine he was, and just, he just liked, you know, to make people laugh. He was, I think, one of those people who, who didn't really have to act to be playing his roles. Right. For whatever reason, it seems like the, uh, Robin Williams was the kind of guy that embodied very easily everything he was doing. Mm-hmm. I know that he. he I mean, he was always goofy. He, he was. He couldn't stop moving. I I remember watching when uh, the movie One Hour Photo was being oh, made. It was a fucked up movie too. It was a very fucked up movie. It was good, uh, but it was fucked up. I remember seeing this behind the scenes footage, and uh, so it's him doing a scene, and he's very solemn and serious in the movie, and the second the director yelled cut, he made like a weird dick joke. Or like yeah. made some weird squeaking noise just to make everyone laugh and just like wandered off laughing to himself, like and that seems like who Robin Williams seemed to be. Yeah. Um, so this is this whole episode is just gonna be us just talking about being Robin Williams being or... fanboys. Yeah, over Robin it's, Williams. that's I mean that's all we're we're gonna do. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start with some of my favorite movies by Robin Williams. You can chime in with any other ones you want to bring up. Um, I think one of the ones we'll both key on will be uh, what dreams may come um which is a beautifully done movie uh it it, there at least a couple times in the movie i think it brought me to tears um i don't know about you um you know it's been a while since i've seen it yeah i mean i've seen it a lot of times because it's always been one of those films that's uh, resonated with me mm-hmm. in a uh, mul- in multiple ways. Like first of all, like I am not a religious person. I've never really believed in heaven or hell or anything like that. But way even before I saw the film, yeah, um, or at least let me rephrase this, had a better understanding of the film because I think it came out in ninety eight. Um, Sounds right. I've always dabbled with the ideal. I guess image of what heaven and hell was. Mm-hmm. And I when I saw that movie that was exactly the way I thought it was. True? Sure. Was. Like I kind of envisioned like if there is going to be a heaven and hell some kind of weird dimensional place. Yeah. Essentially that's how I felt. It was all all of a state of mind. Mm-hmm. And sure. so there was something just satisfying about even though it's based off a book, first of all, mm-hmm. um, very loosely apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I will have to talk about that when we talk when we do that film. Yeah, we'll, I we'll do this that. film in depth. Yeah, and, and we'll do uh, kind of talk about the book. Maybe we'll get time to read the book or listen That'd to the cool. book or whatever. Because um, it's not a bad book, but there are things I loved about Wildly the film different from the movie. Yeah, there are things I loved about the film, and then there are things that I enjoyed about the book. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, um, either way, it was just one of those things where that film kind of connected with me, and it was kind of the same ideas, and I just felt it. Plus being an artist, mm-hmm. it was sure. a beautifully artistic film. Now, I'm I'm crediting a lot to the film, but it was one of the first times I've ever seen, as a young kid especially, <coughs> Robin Williams in a serious dramatic role. Yeah, I had never seen him in something so moving and so powerful uh, before, yeah. and I and this is before I saw Dead Poet Society. This is even before I saw Goodwill Hunting. Like I've i to this, this day have never fully committed to Dead Poet Society. I've yeah. watched most then, of it, but I haven't committed most of it. Even then he's he comes off very kind of he's a he's a He's still off the wall in that movie. Yeah, like, he's still, he he's an he's not Orthodox animated, teacher. Yeah, so he's, it, it, he's still playing into who he is, but it was that that just the first time I've ever seen him play a serious role. Yeah, And um mm. And it was beautiful.
1: Yeah, it was beautiful. was a beautiful done. movie.
0: Um, I cannot think of anybody else still to this day that I, I I just can't envision anybody else. No. First of all, that's the thing about Robin Williams. It seems like every role that he's done, I really can't see. He truly I can't see every it his every, own. every role. Yeah, I can't see every role. That that is not true. I've not seen all his films. I right. guarantee there are some out there, but the majority of the ones I enjoyed and I like, I just can't see. He makes somebody it his own doing. and you can't replace him because of the, what he brings to the role. Right? Perfect example Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Right? I still enjoyed the remake, the live action. I really yeah. did. I thought it was good. Um, I took it for what it was. Baffling that guy, Richie, is the one who really? directed it. Really? Fuck, I didn't know that. But. Long way from snatch. Yes, <laughs> I guess it apparently it was his dream dream job, his dream uh, project. What weird aspirations, <laughs> right? That's what I. Th- I'm like, what? So this strange. guy. Anyway, <laughs> we'll have to talk about that some other time. <laughs> but even though I saw that Will Smith, and I give him props, Will Smith wasn't far from being Will Smith when he was playing the genie. Mm-hmm. But he he was playing. He was pretty much doing the same thing that Robin Williams did, just embodying himself. Yeah, I mean they're not much of a different. Will Smith is that fucking goofy? He's that. Yeah. Same thing, just like Robin Williams. So like, well, didn't they write the genie with Robin Williams in mind? <laughs> no. or like, oh yeah, yeah, the originals. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I believe so. They I think the, I re- wrote yeah. the genie for Robin. Yeah, Williams. I believe I remember hearing that. Yeah, or, or something like that. That yeah, that that they did it for Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah. Um, because well, he was that was right in his heyday, like he was and at that the was height like 90, of ninety four. Yeah, sounds about all right. right why am I even asking? I just look like, it you up. You can just fucking. IMDb. I, I've got it right here in the palm of my well, hand. Yeah, that was right at the the height of him being <laughs> Aladdin. on ice. Ninety five. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so Aladdin must have been way earlier. That was ninety two. Yeah, nineteen ninety two. Yeah, that works. Because yeah, that would have been you know Mork and Mindy was off the air. Oh god, yeah. Um, Mork and Mindy was the first TV show that Rob Williams did, uh, I believe. As a, as a lead, it was his lead role. Yeah, it was well, like his Mork main, and Mindy is... was a spinoff of Happy Days. I believe Mork was a character that popped up on Happy Days. <laughs> really, I believe so. That's bizarre. I believe it's a weird spinoff <laughs> of Happy Days. First um, of all, Mork and Mindy. I uh, Love that show. Lo- not, I watched it growing up. I yeah. loved it. It, it, so it ran was it, uh, from seventy eight to eighty two, so it wasn't even all that long so, to be honest. I watched reruns, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But he, uh it was it wasn't hidden that uh, Robin Williams was on speed oh, at this time. God, no, they leaned into it. Yeah, and when you see this, my God, there's no way that anybody could keep up with this fucking guy. Yeah. So that's what made this character. That's actually what made him so amazing or uh, amusing to watch. Was he was non-stop mm-hmm. he was just a fucking engine that wouldn't stop yeah so yep. of course speed did help with that <laughs> right um he did popeye by the way before he did Mark and Indi- no not before sorry uh in in between During, yeah yeah so it was 1980 i completely forgot about fr- popeye i didn't it was one of my l- it's probably not one of my favorite robin oh, Williams movies but no it's, no i remember it. it it really wasn't that good Although I think Him, he and Shelley Duvall. Yeah. Oh, I think she's hideous. I know it's very oh, yeah. shallow of me, but she is hideous. She looks like Gollum. <laughs> Especially <laughs> in The Shining. Mm. Oh, my God. But I think well, that's... I just... I, she's a... She's and pale. I don't think she's a good yeah. actress, to be honest. I don't think I've ever... Seen, then again, I, I haven't really seen much that I've, I can say I've seen her in other than Popeye and... The Shining. She did a lot of. Bit. I remember doing stuff. I don't know. I don't remember doing much. But yeah, she. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Popeye is <laughs> one of my least favorite. Um, one of my favorites though is I loved him in Hook. Hook nineteen ninety one. Hook has always been one of my favorite. Hook, I, I I love I, I love Dustin Hoffman. Yes, I was one, just gonna say Dustin and um and uh, Maggie Smith as Dorothy was, was phenomenal. Uh, um, oh my God! I just had the name. Hoskins yes, is, thank uh, you, SME. Bob Hoskins. I yeah. was just like I just had him in my freaking head. He's another one we what should about do. What me? He's me. Yeah, he's another one we should do because yeah. he's one of those guys. When you find out the certain things that he's been in, you're just like, wow! Like who framed Roger Rabbit? He was un- unleashed. The Mario Brothers. He was yes, and Mario Brother. I mean, he's done a. And I think he did. He die? Yeah, he's dead. He died. He died not all that long ago too. A couple years ago, um, I think maybe I mean before for Robin Williams I think but yeah but uh, I don't far. remember either way yeah he, he didn't he, die too much long, too long he's though. an enjoyable actor yes was, I've always liked him so we have Bob to do Hoskins is a great actor uh he did a movie with uh, yeah Unleashed you said yeah I was I'd forgotten what Unleashed was so I thought of the Jet Li movie um uh, but I yeah. loved I loved the ending um when he's fighting doesn't I think my favorite part of the whole movie is when he's fighting Dustin Hoffman and all the lost boys gather around him, and they say, "I believe." Yep. And I don't know why. That's a Even now, like that, could bring me to tears for some I, reason. I use this a lot, a lot. I don't know. It's just when it when it just happens to be the right term or right the right term, the right time. Uh, I use this, but when they're sitting around at the dinner you know all the lost boys and they're cooking You're up with this. It, stuff, Peter? Yeah, You're stuff smells good and then he opens up and he's like there's nothing there and he's like you just gotta pretend or whatever you gotta use your imagination <laughs> and then he starts so Eat what there's nothing here yeah so I tend to use that a lot where I'm just like you know I guess we're just gonna have to Peter Pan it today yeah <laughs> just gotta believe and imagine <laughs> so mm-hmm. I because I took it from that 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 particular yeah. scene uh, the, one of my favorite lines in that movie is when Tinkerbell is beating up the the pirates. He's like, "Are you related to Mighty Mouse?" Right. <laughs> by the way, Tinkerbell is played by Julia Roberts. Roberts and I don't care if Julia Roberts as nope, an actress, but, but she's, she's she's actually good in that. She's yeah, she's not too bad. I always think that she has platypus lips. Yeah. So I mean, she's got more teeth than she does lips. Yeah. Um, I just which is my problem. I don't think she's a hideous woman by any means. I don't think she's a horrible actress. That's not my favorite. No, she my, has her moments, but she's man. She just to me, if she disappeared tomorrow, I probably wouldn't even notice. No, that's how. Although there are things I've enjoyed her in, like conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. not cons, uh, Mel Gibson and her yeah, conspiracy, yep, yep. conspiracy theory. But it had nothing to do with her, right? <laughs> so um, then, I guess if you gotta, if you like Hook, I think you automatically should be a fan of Jumanji. Yeah, yeah. Um Jumanji, he's, he's wonderful in that movie. <laughs> Once again, this is going to be the tough part about Rob Williams' films. So, Hook, yes, absolutely, and Jumanji came out in ninety two, did I? I think or ninety no uh, ninety four. I would say. I'm, I'm gotta look it up. So, I am right there. So, Hook and Jumanji, as a kid, I think if you like one, you have to like the other one. Yeah, because as a kid, I think those were the ones that just. They spoke to kids. Yeah, yeah. so Hook was ninety one, which I already said. I already knew yeah. that one. Aladdin was ninety two. Oh my god! And Jumanji was ninety five. Yeah. By the way, he's credited in one hundred and ten films. Yeah, or ten yeah, things. Or yeah, I, yeah, I looked at IMDb today with him. I have to say, my favorite, one of my favorite things about Hook, is uh, I think one of the most, one of the touching moments in Hook. Like I say, the, the part where all the Lost Boys say I believe at the end, but the other part is when him and uh, Thud are talking, and he's trying to re- like, he's like, do you remember your happy thought? Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, he talks about his him being, his is his mother. And then he, he gives him Toodle's bag of marbles. Yep. Now, which, Thud was the big fat kid, the black yep. fat kid. Yep. Yep. Yeah, um, <laughs> the bag of marbles, yep. He's, he really did lose his marbles. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I thought that was a wonderful scene. Yep. And I still do. It's a, a very touching scene to me. Um, that, like I say that, when they, and then when he hands over the sword to Thud, when he hands over his golden sword. Yep. And he, he takes off, I think right before that one, I believe it's Peter is the youngest lost boy. I think that's supposed to be Peter. Um, from Wendy, Jack and Peter that go with him originally. I think that's I think the littlest one is Peter still. Um, He's like, well, who am I oh, no. supposed to protect? He says, never bugs, tiny ones. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I do remember that. Um, but yeah, Jumanji is another one. Jumanji, he's great. Um, it, it was one of those. He just he had such a good cast with him in Jumanji that he could just go and he just he played off of everybody well, so well. Well, and you have to remember anybody who who has seen Jumanji, you have to remember that. He was a young boy, yeah, pretty much still trapped in a ju- in a in a human's body and yeah. in, in a grown-up body because he was a boy when he got sucked into the game and then he spent 30 years yep. in the jungle, but he's still a boy. He doesn't know anything other than what he he yeah. learned to survive and then yeah. he learned he he's still a boy. So I think exactly. that was the thing that really made that enjoyable was it. Yeah, he got to be a kid like you got to act like a kid with kids. Yeah. Like. Yeah. You I th- he's just yeah, <laughs> Joaquin is just enjoyable too. It's a, it's a wonderful movie. I mean, it's it just is. Um, I think so. I I wrote down three more favorites. Um, I wrote top five, but I wrote six because I just couldn't let some of these go. More than that, just keep listing them off. Yeah, just uh, list off the ones you enjoy. Yeah, I gotta talk about Goodwill Will Hunting because I mean he's that is probably one of the speeches. Like when he talks to him on the bench, that whole speech is phenomenal. Yeah, you know, after after Matt Damon just rips him like, rips him apart in his office, he talks to me saying, like, oh, you know, "I, I had a, I spent half the night thinking about you, and then I had a thought, and I went to bed and I slept per- peacefully. You're just a fucking kid." <laughs> When well, that came out in 97 and as yeah. most people do know that was Ben Affleck and Matt Damon's breakout role because they wrote it too. Yeah. And uh it really showed some chops and and yeah. and their writing capabilities yeah. along with Matt Damon just like skyrocketing in the screen with the, with everybody like Right. He was he was amazing. He was. Um, but I mean Rob Williams was still up there with him like the bits between him and Stellan Skarsgård uh, over, like, Skarsgård's, like, derision of the fact that he teaches at community college mm-hmm. and, like, all this other stuff, like, I thought that whole movie, I thought he is fantastic in that movie. Well, and I think that one of the... We've talked about this before. I don't know if we've mentioned it on the podcast or not, but one of my favorite parts is um, when they're in the office and... Robin Williams just starts saying, it's like, it's not your it's fault. It's not your fault. Yeah. And so what made that entire scene, I guess, more powerful was uh, that, it w- that it was improv. So he was only supposed to say it once, I guess. And then they were supposed to have this other, they were supposed to move on. Mm-hmm. But I guess that... Williams just fucking took it and he ran. just He just took it and ran and and whatever it was. So when when Matt Damon starts laughing... Yeah, um, it was him breaking out of character, but then Ron Williams gets closer. Yep. and then that just changed everything. And I guess Matt Damon was just like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and that's when they locked in, and he yeah. continued, and he just broke. And apparently, that is Matt Damon just losing his shit, <laughs> just okay. just he just crying, just took yeah. it, accepted. And I think that that was one of my favorite film, um, or not film moments, but favorite parts in that film because yeah. of how it's definitely one of the most powerful yes and just amazing that that some of these actors can truly mm-hmm. be and take a scene yeah. and just what was it i mean that that just that whole scene knowing that it's improv is a lot like that scene in Freshman to bel-air when will breaks down yeah like yeah a lot of the same shit like yeah and i guess he was he i think he went off on that too i think he went off script um, well, yeah, because he started crying for real because he had the same kind of issues in real life with his dad, I believe. And apparently, not. so did, so did Uncle Phil. Not. I guess. Um, but that was—I agree—that is that's a same thing. Where once again, you're comparing Will Smith with Robin yeah. Williams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's one of my favorite scenes in Fresh Prince of Bel Air too, is because. Well, it was definitely one of the most memorable, yeah. I should say, very, very, very powerful, especially because Uncle Phil that is like he's the father figure that mm-hmm. never was t- supposed to take on the role as a father figure, yeah, yeah. He just kind of adopted him, you know, for whatever reason, you know. Well, you know why, but right, right. He says it in the theme he tells song, theme song. <laughs> but but um, but it really shows you how much like Uncle Phil cares about Will yeah. it's not just about being his guardian because he has He's to It's family it's family but yeah. it really shows you like he understands mm-hmm. and he got it and that was so powerful just that hug and everything and then they just yep. cut it like it's making me tear up right now just cause right? it's no, that kidding. good yeah um some of the other flicks I got on here uh Patch Adams Patch Adams is a great movie yep um such another powerful film. Yeah, that speech he gives at the end when he's trying to get his degree uh or to graduate stuff like that or to move forward whatever. Um actually any of the speeches he gives like in in deference to trying to like stay in school are well done. Um I think the the scene where he's standing on the on the cliff he's talking to God, I assume. Um he says we both know I could do it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I, probably. It's like, what's, well, what's the point? And he's like, I, I don't remember very well right now, but it, that's probably one of the one of my favorite spots in the movie. He right after his girlfriend dies. Yes, yes. Okay, I'm gonna have to rewatch. It's been a long time. Because that's the scene where like, Philip Seymour Hoffman, like as he's cleaning out his locker, he's like, Philip Seymour Hoffman comes up. she's like, I have this patient and she won't eat. Like I can't get to her. You can get to her. And he leaves and they stops at the at the cliff. And he's talking to God, talking about how I could take my life. You know, what's the point of this? Like, mm-hmm. you do all this shit, and then the butterfly lands on his chest. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And he right. kind of has this like breakthrough moment or this like revelation, and he comes back to the hospital. And he says, "You still want help?" And that's yep. I don't know. I, that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Well, and I feel like it's also one of the few points that uh, Seymour Hoffman's character—I can't remember his name by any means. No, it yeah. has a rivalry against Robin Williams is Well, he hates every, He's he's the establishment guy. He hates yeah. everything Robin Williams does. Yeah, because Cause it goes against what the rules are supposed to be. The, the books. Seymour yeah, yeah. Seymour Hoffman's supposed to be that Ivy League, by the books. Yeah. you know, prestige kind of guy. He kind of sits in the same room as that head doctor that runs the school, and was like, "You want us to get down on the same level as yeah. that?" I was like, well, "They're they're people." Yeah, and you know. and yeah, so like you said, Robin Williams comes in and just throws all that shit out the window It says, right. no, laughter's the best medicine. <laughs> yeah. The other part is when he, <laughs> Peter Coyote is uh, dying of cancer and he's the guy that everybody's afraid of because he just fucking lashes out. Mm-hmm. And when Williams shows up in the angel suit and he's like, preview of coming attractions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I gotta rewatch that. That's a, that's a great spot, too. Those are probably my two favorite two favorite scenes. I mean, the, the gynecologist uh, thing was funny, too. <laughs> it's, it's definitely... I know it's my, one of my mom's, like, yeah. favorite films. Sure, She loves Patch Adams. That's a like, wonderful movie. I think she watches it probably twice a year. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, uh, other movies. I have... Uh, remember Father's Day? With Robin Williams and Billy Crystal? I don't remember it. I swear to God I've seen it because I was actually just looking at it. I have it written down. I can't remember if I liked it because of just Robin Williams or Robin Williams and Billy Crystal together. Right. That's kind of an interesting pair because... Well, they used to work on uh, Comic Relief, the charity thing, every year. It was mm. Those two and Whoopi Goldberg would mm. put on Comic Relief. So they knew each other, but you Ooh, never really sure. saw them act together. Yeah, I, I, don't, yeah, I can't recall... I swear, I've seen this film because of that, though. Yeah, Probably the, because it's I only remember the part because the kid starts following Sugar Ray of all bands, <laughs> and they're talking to Sugar Ray and <laughs> Sugar Ray, <laughs> and Robin Williams is basically acting like a German, and uh, Billy Crystal is acting like his agent, saying like, "Oh yeah, he, you know, he produced all these videos for you know a local band called Boys to Women or something like that," <laughs> and one of the guys from Sugar Ray is like, "I've heard of them, <laughs> Boys to Women." <laughs> Uh, I, I have <laughs> I mean, it written down, but I can't remember it being like a big favorite of mine. But I just remember pieces of it being funny. See, and that's the other thing. Like one uh, one role that I absolutely loved, and it's not even—it's not like he's a major actor, and I mean he's a huge actor. Mm-hmm. But it was nine months, and he plays the Doctor. Oh right. Yep. So here's the thing about that movie. I don't. Really care for the movie that much? It's not that bad. I'm not. I'm far from a Hugh Grant person. Right. I could take him or leave him. Hugh Grant's been had some good stuff. He's been. He's okay. He's an okay actor. He has films I've watched and I enjoy. But for the most part, I can take him or leave him. But um, this is one of those films where it was like, yeah, you know, it was okay. Uh, It. But it was it was Robin Williams as the doctor, and I still to this day, when I think about this film, is the trailer seeing the trailer on TV and just going, I want to watch this movie because of Robin (laughs) Williams playing like this Russian doctor. Oh, right. It's been so long. I think I've only watched it once. Well, give it another go because Robin Williams to me is the only thing that really makes that movie worth watching. Nothing else does. Um, Next one I have is uh, Flubber. (laughs) Yeah, Flubber. Uh, It's not my favorite. Not my favorite, but it has one of my favorite lines of his. And it so when, he puts it, when he puts it in his pocket and tries to fall out the window but Flubber's already jumped out of his pocket so he just falls onto the ground <laughs> and she's like are you okay? are you, are you hurt? And he's like just my pride <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite lines that he's ever had and I don't know why I couldn't tell you why it's my favorite but I love that line it, it was never one of those movies that I really connected with or anything mm-hmm. um, sure. even the Jerry Lewis one I wasn't that big the what? the Jerry Lewis one the original Flubber. Oh, 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 yeah. okay. I never saw the original. I didn't, oh, I, even, I forgot that Jerry Lewis... Like, yeah, even that, I mean, it was. I mean, it, it was, it just wasn't a film that I really... Sure. I guess really, really Careful for that much. Now, I'm not saying I hate it. I enjoy it. It just... It was good. I, I mean, would was, never list it on anything. <laughs> yeah. I so, wrote down Flubber, just one of those things. Uh, for me, though, right around that time, Jack. Okay, yeah. Jack I have written down because...
1: There's that a multitude movie of
0: reasons why I love that film. Like though. shatters my heart at the end of the movie, like that that speech he gives, and like yep. every, oh my god, that so, movie hurts me in ways I don't know I can be hurt. So phenomenal movie, just right off the bat, mm-hmm. it, it just is good. And yeah. um, now this is truly Robin Williams playing a what 12, like, 12 year old boy. I think they're supposed to be like 12. I don't even know if they're 12. I think they're like 10, 12, 10 11, whatever. whatever um, But Robin Williams' character, he has a... a genetic disorder. Yep, a growth yeah. where... Or like a, a genetic growth disorder where he ages three times faster. Yep. So he's a 10-year-old boy who looks like he's 30. Yep. So when he's 30, he'll look like he's 60, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. And... He does such an amazing job. And was it mm. Diane Lane who plays the Diane father? Diane mo- his mother. Or the Bi- father? Did I say the father? <laughs> yeah. The mother. Bill Cosby <laughs> is his therapist. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. It's like his, you know, it was his teacher. He's homeschooled for the longest time. So he is was his a, teacher? Yeah. He was, was his, his, his homeschool teacher. Doc- yeah. And Jennifer Lopez is his third grade teacher, fourth yep, grade the actual, teacher. So, So he's he- been homeschooled for all his life and now he wants to go to public school. Yeah. And by the way, his father is a photographer for mm-hmm. like s- like, not nude calendars but basically yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway uh, so Bill Cosby way before we knew that he did all that, that right this is when Cosby was still a good guy yeah um, well apparently not but we didn't like, know to that. the public Bill Cosby was still a good guy yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was his teacher so he was the one that was teaching him all this stuff and then he decides he wants to go to public school. And that's where, yeah, he starts to go to public school. And he meets his friend. He makes friends Fran with a couple Drescher's. boys. Fran Drescher is one of the moms. Yep. Oh, my gosh. So annoying. For such for a fairly attractive woman, mm-hmm. she's so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> but Jennifer Lopez. I had the hugest, hugest crush on Jennifer Lopez because of this film. Yeah yeah I don't know what it was maybe it was because she was very modest she's just wearing these nice modest looking dresses and she's very pretty but I just had I remember always having the hugest crush on Jennifer Lopez only in this film only because of this film if I saw her in like her music videos or something I'm like hey it's Jennifer Lopez look at that booty (laughs) but (laughs) yes Jack man Uh, it's probably up there with one of my top yeah favorites for sure um another movie i would like to talk about is i don't think it gets enough play but death to smoochie (laughs) and i'm trying to remember the name of his character uh it's like rainbow oh what the hell is his name hold on i got that thing right here um rainbow randolph um, is the name of Robin Williams' character in that movie? It's it's got a great cast. It's got John Stewart, Edward Norton, Danny DeVito, Katherine Keener. It's one of the listed people. Um, it's a very dark comedy, uh, but it's I don't know. It's it's actually one of my favorites. I really loved uh, Death to Smoochie, and I remember watching it when it was when I was in high school. It came out in two thousand two, so. Right before I got out of high school, so I remember watching it back then. See, I don't think I've ever seen it. No, no. Oh, we'll have to watch that sometime. I mean, it's, I definitely know the film, a, but I don't think I've ever seen comedy. it. It's a dark comedy. You know, uh, basically, Rainbow Randolph is a kids' show. Um, he, he's like Barney, essentially, but so he does kids' show, and he's he's a big name. He basically gets. Oh, you know what? No, 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 no. I lied. I have seen this uh, because I'm not a huge Edward Norton fan. I think no. that that's why I no. completely blocked it out of my memory. I have seen it now that I think it, about it. I looked I, at the pictures, and I'm like, oh, that's right. I really like the movie, to be completely honest. Yeah. Um, it's definitely one of those ones I don't think anyone gives it enough credit. Um, but it's, I think it's really good. I might have to give it a, another go. Um, yeah, I might have to rewatch it, but I do remember Brothers it. The is not the main star Edward Norton is, but it's... It was directed by Danny DeVito. Really? Yeah, that's crazy. Oh yeah, I'm sitting right here. S- screenplay by Alan but Resnick. That explains why everything is like looking at the crotch. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> crazy though because one hour photo was done in two thousand two too, and I felt like that was a much later film for some reason. For whatever reason, it to me I kept thinking that was like two thousand nine <laughs> oh, of a God. film. Like yeah, I guess I didn't think I didn't realize it came out while I was still in high school too. Yeah, yeah it just seemed like it was s- such like a much later Robin Williams thing. Yeah, I guess if you look at his film career, it was a later Robin Williams. Thing. True, but yeah, two thousand two. Yeah. All right. What's uh, What's the next one? Next one, I got uh, insomnia. Two thousand two as well. I loved insomnia. I thought he was great. Um, He's creepy yes um in a much more in a much more subdued way compared to one hour photo like he's not creepy in the same way he is in one hour photo yeah one hour photo he is a uh voyeur type creepy meaning like yeah it's his it's like the lack of action and then when he decides to take some kind of action which makes it very uncomfortable. It's it's right. not. It's creepy and uncomfortable, kind of creepy. Right. But in uh, insomnia, he's a, he's a he's a killer. Mm-hmm. So it's like creepy and a proper kind yeah. of like you're supposed to be creeped he out. with this You know, obviously Pacino. I think was really good in it. Um, I don't. You're not a big fan of Ch- Pacino. I'm going to call him yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> That's a soup. <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah, I just don't think he's as good as everybody. Everybody I, seems to be holding on to his I don't nuts. Go out like of my, I do go out of my way to watch gold. Pacino films, but like, yeah. I think he's fine in certain yeah. ones. I mean, I like, think he's definitely not like, my top favorite. I, I take I'd him, prefer De Niro over him. I'll put it that way. You know, I would take De Niro over him, too. I just feel like uh, Those Pacino Those two hand seem to go hand-in-hand ha- hand hand nowadays. the like, that Italian you know, kind even of, even of lobster only, thing. Yeah, even though they've only done, like, two movies together, right. De Niro and Pacino are always seem to seem to be talked about in the same same stretch. I, I definitely think like in The Godfather, I think Pacino was great. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's... You know what it is that, that ruins Al Pacino for me is Scarface. It was a terrible film. Yeah, I didn't care for it. it I watched just it once film. Film. so everyone would leave me alone about it. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I understand there there's a certain a- appeal to it because of that drug, gang, mm-hmm. cartel thing, but I just thought it was a terrible film. I just mm-hmm. didn't like it. I mean, there's nothing nothing that great it does have some good quotes for sure i mean towards the end of the movie too when he just head dives right in a pile of coke yeah and that's how he's gonna go out he ain't gonna feel a fucking thing at least right so (laughs) um but yeah i think that insomnia this is one of those where i think that pacino was good for sure um who's the cop in who's the female cop in insomnia i can't remember the life of me
1: uh hillary Hillary Swank. swank
0: is that who it is yeah couldn't remember um Did we I, both talked what? I have never it's on my list because I'm a huge Stephen King fan, but I have not um I've not read the book and I am curious to What, Insomnia? Yeah. I forget that was a Stephen King. Movie. Yep. And I am curious to read the book and watch the movie, especially because Christopher Nolan mm. directed Oh, okay. Insomnia. And I'm a huge Nolan fan. Like, ever since Memento, which was his first feature film, yeah. you could not beat that. <laughs> yeah. So, Memento is a film, that yeah, it just, just got that really, really good. So, I'm curious, though. Interesting. I didn't know that Christopher Nolan did Insomnia. Um, Next one, I know we've talked about August Rush. Um, We're both fans of the movie. Oh, no, that's a beautiful... Mm-hmm. film that makes me kind of ache too. yeah just because it's a beautiful film there's not sadness necessarily as it's a it's a it's a happy sadness sure that that yeah. you feel there's such passion in this in that film like character wise with just this longing and then he gets what he wants at the end you can't help but just go ah yeah and I'm not one for happy endings either but right <laughs> it's all you want for this poor kid just just want happiness for this kid yeah (laughs) um but yeah yeah i will say that and we talked about this not that long ago too that robin williams plays like this homeless he basically uh, it's like a weird play on over twist i almost feel like because he has all these homeless kids that he like that answer to him yeah but they're they're all little criminals he's pretty much like this little street urchins Yeah. yeah and um and then like an old abandoned uh, theater, I think, in like New York or something. Or yeah, I don't even know well, where it all takes at. place. Pretty much in New York, I think. I think so. Yeah, I was like, I don't even know where they are. some huge city, metropolis yeah. city. But he has one of the best lines I've still enjoyed. What he says about music, it's like music is the universe harmonizing or talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's so true. Yeah, it's so true. I just, it's always stuck with me, and I've always liked that. Although he does play an asshole. Oh yeah, he's he's not a good man. No but uh yeah um i think bison bicentennial man yes bicentennial that's a, man that's a good movie um oliver Platt in it sam neill's oh, in yeah. it both of those first of all yeah. love them both i was talking about oliver platt last night because we were chelsea were watching the west wing and oliver platt plays uh the, the white house Counsel mm-hmm. for a while and oliver platt has this innate ability to be talking in some goofy sort of like way and moves right into being completely serious. And there's no weird transition. Like it's seamless to him. Mm-hmm. There's this, there's this part where he's talking in the West wing and he's like, you know, I think you should get a lawyer, blah, blah, blah. And he's kind of just being flippant. And like somebody says something and he's like, no, that's not how we do this. This is what you do because this is what you do when you want to sell, tell someone stop. Mm-hmm. Like and he just he moves into being vehemently upset about something and it's seamless for him. We're talking about the wrong actor. Right, I was going to uh, say we'll have to talk about Oliver Platt later because I love I Oliver that, Platt as yeah, an actor. I mean, I I that think is he's great. fantastic. Uh, I will say that uh, one of the films now I'm looking at his his list of films that we we completely at least we looked over and I forgot how old it is too is Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, which is one of his I have iconic, it written down. Um, that's one of his most iconic roles. As good as it is It's not my favorite movie I agree I think it's overplayed It's not my favorite movie But it's an iconic role for him and it's still enjoyable though. Yeah. It's not a bad movie, major. It's, it's not my favorite though. One of the things I like the most is the beginning when he's doing his voice overs yeah. for the cartoon and he completely goes off script when he's smoking to send the a message. cigarette. Yeah. yeah. He's smoking the 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 bird or whatever, smoking <laughs> a cigarette. And he's just like, "Blah, it's Eva, blah. It's killing me." And it's just not well, I loved in that scene when he's like, he's like, "It's morally objective." Like I'm a moral objector to that. Like it's morally reprehensible. He's like well, let's ask the producers do you think it's morally reprehensible and they're all three of them are smoking, smoking. He's like, that's biased yeah. <laughs> I mean that's a, that's a mistrial the the film was <laughs> super good the film and, is good uh, like I said it's just it's not on my list of favorites yeah. I, I don't know I really do enjoy it I think it's just always one of those you can easily quote you can easily yeah. remember the movie Gusp. oh yeah definitely easily cool. especially when he's getting this makeover yep. by his makeover by his two gay brothers Harvey Firestein, and I don't know the other guy um Man, I feel like Gloria Swanson, you look like her mother <laughs> <laughs> yeah. by the way, that man uh that we're talking about he's in at least two other films that I just i I enjoy a lot, and i don't can't think of anything the else brother? I've seen him in yeah um and that is uh uh was it call the Conqueror with Kevin Sorbo? Yes, yeah, and 'cause he plays like the Thief Pirate or whatever. <laughs> And then he's an in Independence Day, yeah. for just a little brief blip. Yeah. He's Jeff Goldblum's like boss. He, he's or a, something. he's one of those guys that does bits everywhere. Yep. Like he's another guy that's a char- like a character or a bit actor. I know he's in other things. I've seen him in, but for whatever, and I, I don't think he's alive either. I have no idea. Mm. I, I would have to look that up. I think I mean, he's if also if he's not, he's very near death. Probably. Uh, I mean, he he's gay. He's been openly gay. Yeah, Harvey Firestein is his name. Is that his name? Yeah. I just, I, 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 he's very iconic because of his voice. There's a movie. His voice is really what it is. Yeah. That yeah. There's a movie he does with, uh, Sean, um, Sean Young and, uh, Tim Daly. I almost said Dr. Jekyll and Ms. Hyde. And, uh. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that movie. (laughs) He sleeps with Sean Young after being a gay character. He sleeps with Sean Young. He's like oh that was different <laughs> and then at the end when you find out that Sean Young is Tim Daly like with, with the form he's like oh thank god <laughs> it's a yeah. like great scene I remember that that, that film um, actually yeah um, Fern Gali that's right he's, Fern Gally. he's the bat yep god, uh, that, was, that movie's that old too 92 yeah oh Yeah, that's a, that's an old one yeah, he was. I thought he was wonderful in Fern Gully I thought he was probably one of the characters that I actually gave a shit about. Yeah, I didn't care about anything else. Like I, I got the message, oh, but well, I was hard not car- to. Yeah, they really rammed it down your throat. Be a hippie. Yeah, it's <laughs> all <I> Be <laughs> a hippie. On the tree. Yep. Um, the bird cage. The bird cage. He's actually really good in that. Um, it's. I think Nathan Lane is better. Yeah, um, Nathan Lane made that movie more than Robin Williams did. In that. But, but they're like banter and they're bickering yeah it's just them as a couple fit. was wonderful yeah, just fantastic um toys and i'm not a big fan of toys not a lot of people are apparently mm. like apparently it didn't do well i um, just didn't I get think into it. it it has its moments it does yeah um, it has its moments i can if agree if you there. go into it not trying to understand any of this because you're not going to <laughs> <laughs> it's it's much better although I will say and I heard this from a different podcast that is actually Jamie Foxx's first film credit really is he's one of the security guards monitoring Robin Wright Penn's uh, apartment really yeah uh, oh. yeah so that uh, I think we glossed over Bicentennial Man but I think the, that's another ending that like tugs at you yeah it's like, a beautiful film yeah, oh, uh, for sure. If, if, nobody has seen it because it came in 99. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember watching it in theaters, or if I didn't get to see it in theaters, it must have been like right when it came out because I yeah. was like, I wanted to see it. Yeah. Um, and it's about a robot, an android, mm-hmm. who in some... Well, he's bought by Sam Neill's family mm-hmm. as a as a, to be like a Yeah, to be like a servant or whatever. Yeah. But he in some... How in some way, he starts to understand humanity, and then he starts to question what makes humans human. He wants to experience it, but well, I, it's been a while since I watched. So, much, the, so the, I'm the, like remember. The, the evolution is that evolving into it, that developing stages, though, where he goes from yeah. robot to consciousness, like or to not even to consciousness, just awakening, like being a. Uh, a like, functional robot. But he starts to understand in some way. He starts to ask questions to understand in less about, uh, like, like like mechanical ways of humans. Yeah. And actually become more empathetic. Yeah. And then eventually he starts to trade in parts because he wants to be human. Mm-hmm. He wants... I, th- I can only remember the ending where, like, he's trying to be recognized as a human being. Yeah. Well, he gets... His whole thing is he wants to know what love is. Yeah. He wants to feel love. That's his entire, like, that's the whole thing. The whole movie is about a robot trying to feel love. Yeah. Now, another film that I think I, really kind of comes hand in hand for me is AI. It's the same. i have never seen. Oh, it's an amazing film. It's a long film. Yeah, it's I, this one's Beautiful. Me <laughs> first of all, amazing imagery like the graphics yeah. the the visual f- effects just the world amazing but it is such an amazing and beautiful film about a robot who just wants to be loved and okay. it is okay. just so deep and you know, i think ai has more of a, like i'm gonna punch you in the heart <laughs> right kind of thing because steven I'm, spielberg said i'm gonna make somebody fucking cry oh yeah and it makes me cry uh Bicentennial, i remember crying at the end of Bicentennial, oh i Man. i do too but i would say that there's more moments that you feel for Haley, Haley Joel Osment's character as the as the kid in AI because it's a little bit more of a dramatic thing. Okay. Than Bicentennial. you should definitely watch that. I'll oh, cool, get it. I, and, and then um, he's credited. Robin Williams is credited in there too as as a voice of like a computer program. Really uh, interesting. I think it's Doctor Something around there. I'd have to look at it. Interesting. Very um, interesting. But he's actually in that as Doctor No, the voice. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, because Haley once he goes, and he's like, trying to look for something. So he goes to the city, and he goes, and he has to pay for this, like, fortune teller. Type. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's trying to get information. And sure. Then they, that's, I think, the voice. But either way, what's your next one? Because um, I got a couple. What do you got? Throw it at me. Robots. Yes! I love robots. I love robots. The movie itself is just fantastic. I I, the whole yeah the whole thing is great um i'm not gonna lie when uh ewan mcgregor's character is watching tv and you see mel brooks the uh, who's the name i can't and he said he says for the first time you hear the, the line you can shine no matter what you're made of yeah i get choked up at yeah yeah um, it's a good mo- yeah, mel it's a brooks, great right. movie yeah is great in that but yeah mel That's brooks is, <laughs> he's yeah. the guy who's always losing his his yeah. parts um <laughs> I and then, a weird thing. A jazz fusion. What's oh. What's that one chick that like went crazy? She was in that movie. Uh, She's a man. Oh, uh, Amanda. Amanda Bynes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, she plays in that too. Yeah, she plays the female. The robot. female. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then, uh, yeah, robots is great. Yeah, I love robots. Uh I, I don't know. This is kind of like a. It kind of has a little soft spot for me. I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites, but I enjoy it. I really do enjoy it. It's RV. Oh yeah, I I, I think it's funny. RV's it's fun. Funny and, yeah, yep. it's a good. It's not movie. taken serious. Or it's anything, another but. one where it's like, for me, it's a lot like Mrs. Like a later Mrs. Doubtfire. It's just a fun movie to watch. Mm-hmm. He's great in it. Yep. Um, like and definitely, Will Arnett is actually kind of funny in it. I like just, some I, of his bits, I think, are hilarious. I like. Well, then you have uh, uh, Jeff Daniels, him, yeah, him and his I wife, or like the Jeff Texas, Daniels. like or whatever, I don't know. <laughs> <Why? But laughs> I, I remember JoJo saying, why do they like us? We're not even good people. Yeah. <laughs> the Big White, we've talked about this one, I think, That's before. That's one I haven't watched, no? but you and I have talked about it. It's not bad. It's a little different, but it's not bad. Do you ever see The Night Listener? No, I was actually just looking at uh, that. It was, I, Chelsea and I went and saw it in the theater's... Uh, I don't remember much about it, but I feel like I remember other plots of other things taking on the same concept mm-hmm. um, with like, you know, the person using that basically has Munchausen syndrome, okay. you know, cause it's basically, I think he's a radio host that gets in touch with this one person, like this one child or something like that. And he keeps trying to meet her, but never gets to, <laughs> but like he keeps talking to Tony Collette who, you get through the film, I believe Tony Collette is basically the voice of this girl that he was talking to. But, and so she's like, I don't know. It, I'd have to go back and watch it. Cause I only watched it the one time in the theater and I can't remember much of it. I, I don't, I haven't seen it. I remember it not being bad. Um, but it was one of those things. Um, one of the movies I have, that's an animated movie that you probably haven't seen. It's called a wish for wings that work. It's made by the guy... So the guy that does Doonesbury, the comic strip, mm-hmm. had an earlier strip called Bloom County. And one of the one of the recurring characters, or two of the recurring characters, were a penguin and a cat named Opus and Bill. Okay. And so A Wish for Wings That Work is about the penguin, who I believe is Opus. Yep. Um, basically asking Santa Claus to give him wings so he can fly. So... It's a short film, but Robin Williams is in the support group for birds that can't fly. Okay, so I have not seen. I I, I've seen this, but I haven't watched it. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah, Robin Williams is. Nineteen ninety one. Yeah, yeah. Opus goes to this uh, group therapy for birds that can't fly, and one of the other ones was like a dodo or something like that, or a kiwi. I can't can't remember. Kiwi. But it's uh, yeah, it's an. That's what he's known for. Yeah robin williams is yelling about his wife leaving him for an albatross (laughs) and he keeps going off and it's one of those things like every time every now and again he'd get triggered and you hear him go albatross (laughs) um that's i I have that dvd i'll loan it to you at some point i have the dvd it was one of it was one of those christmas movies i wanted to pick up like i didn't give a shit about rudolph the red-nosed reindeer like i wanted to wish for wings that work yeah (laughs) Um, yeah, there are definitely several films I've not seen. Yep. That uh, I should definitely see. Like, for example, Club Paradise. Like, I, I I've know heard the things. I've never seen it. I, I couldn't yeah, tell you if I've seen it. I've never seen it. Um, I know about it though. Yeah. Um, because like Harold Ramis was yeah. the one who directed it. Yeah, and, we talked about this. Yep. And I guess the film flopped. And um, we talked about this in our yeah, last t- podcast. Yeah, we talked, actually, yeah, about, we uh, talked about Harold Ramis. We did, remember uh, we talked about this? What movie did we? We did uh, Galaxy Quest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Peter O'Toole and Rick Moranis was in it, and oh, fantastic! We should watch that. Um, one of the ones I have, uh, some of the least favorite ones, I guess, with me for uh, a movie called The Best of Times. It's uh, Robin Williams and Kurt Russell. Basically, Robin Williams convinces Kurt Russell, who was the star quarterback when they were in high school, to come back and replay a game that they lost. It's oh, not very good. I've never seen it. I wasn't overly impressed with it. I'll put it that way. It does sound very familiar, and I'm I'm wondering if I've, um, I wonder if if I've talked about it before. Maybe. But like yeah, Kurt Russell is one of those. You know, he's, he was the old quarterback, but he's like he's like, yeah, he's like uh, he's a mechanic now. And like maybe works. I have seen it. To be honest, that sounds pretty familiar. Maybe I've yeah. seen it. in One of those TV. I like, it's it's early Kurt Russell. I mean, Kurt Russell's still pretty young looking at that point. Well, when when was uh, overboard? When was overboard? mm Hmm. Because that's kind of what I'm imagining. is probably right around the time he did Overboard, but. Which is a great film. I have not seen the the new one, though. No. I don't care to either. Leave that shit alone. 1986 was the best of times. Yep. Overboard was 1987. Okay, so yeah. So yeah, pretty close together. Yep. Because that's um, kind of what I imagined is happening. Married banker Jack Dundee, played by Robbins, has lived his life regretting a botched play he made in high school in a high school fo- football game. His friend, Reno Hightower, what a fucking great name, <laughs> he, who through the pass that Jack dropped, is deeply in debt from operating his car garage. With Reno, Jack catches a plan to reunite all the players from the old game and replay it, hoping that this time he can make amends. When the game eventually happens, Jack again finds himself at the center of a key play. I swear to God I've seen this, because I'm like... Imagining and picturing some of these scenes, so I must have seen it. And but just like, in the, it's one of those cliches where in the end they end up playing in the rain. Yeah, like they're just getting mud all over themselves. Pretty sure I've shit. seen it. Um, that's yeah, that that's one like, of your least favorites. One of my yeah. least favorites. And it's not a very good. I also, I'm probably going to be in the minority on this one. I didn't care for the world according to Garp. Never seen it? it. No, that's an early Williams movie let's see when that was released 1982 yeah but uh, so i haven't seen it it's uh it's very it's it's a very serious role for him but it's like basically him growing up like it's about garb growing up like from a child to going to college to getting married i believe he has an affair or something or gets divorced and has to like he gets remarried it's just it's a very so he just learns life yeah it's life just, is kind of a shit show sometimes yeah and it's a very solemn movie and i watched it when i was young so it really didn't stick well with me um, yeah that's the problem with we've talked about this before i feel like there are films when i was younger like i went on this whole nostalgic thing but i i feel like there are films i just want to see now that i'm older that right. were definitely not for children that i didn't right. understand as a child especially and so the older i got the more i like okay 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 and then there are still films that i would like rewatch now, from like ten years ago, mm-hmm. you know that I've seen maybe a dozen times, and I'm just now going. Oh, I totally right. get that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's that whole experience thing. It could but, be. It. I mean, you know, <laughs> it could just be you know age comes the comes the intelligence. <laughs> well, I feel like mine's declining. Man of the Year is probably another one that I did not care for. You know, it. it I got it, but I yeah, just didn't care for it. It wasn't like. It wasn't like your typical Robin Williams thing, um, but I feel like that was one of those roles where somebody else could have done it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it didn't have to be Robin Williams; for somebody sure. else could have done it. Um, it wasn't terrible. It was just it was because it, it's all about him becoming like a president, yeah. and I think he's like president for like a day or something like that.
1: Mm, um, I, some
0: I, I don't really remember. I, I watched it when it came out, and I don't think I've seen it since. Right. Um, I remember it being okay. I just. That was another one of those satirical movies about yeah. the election process because I was around the same. I think it came out around the same time. Like Bush and Gore were fighting over who got the right amount and whatnot. It was the same shit as like Swing Vote. I think yeah. Swing Vote falls in that same category where it's basically mocking the not maybe not mocking but satirizing the election process. Yeah, and I don't really remember what the whole deal was, but I know it was. I think he was like a. A radio announcer, or like a—he's a comedian, like he's like a comedy guy, comedian. he has who like just, a talk show or something. Who like. just happened to have a view on the political campaign, and I think that somebody wanted to use it as like a marketing scam, or not like a marketing scam, as a as a publicity scam or something mm-hmm. like that. But it actually backfired, and people actually really liked him, <laughs> right? And well, he even makes the—he, ma- I believe if I remember it right, there's a part in this like a speech he gives where he's just like, you know, like this i didn't get elected like a computer picked me because it liked me yeah like you can't you can't go by that yeah um yeah no i i agree yeah, it was, it's one, one of those I, I kind of forget about until i see it yeah um i would say that there are two we've talked about one of them popeye it just i think it was just too old personally yeah just, i just i've seen it i've seen it a couple times it just yeah, I, don't know. I just don't care for it. Not that I thought that it was a. Uh, I don't think anyone else could have played the part, but it's yeah, it's just it Popeye. Just, there's not enough. I've never been a big Popeye fan to begin with. Yeah, I wasn't either. Um, I thought it was kind of ridiculous. Like what, all he eats is spinach to get. I mean, yeah. psh, First of all, it's been in a can. It's probably poisoned. Right. Probably got <laughs> botulism. Um, last movie I have. I'm is sorry, a, that just reminded me. I think it was Family Guy. When they did a little joke uh, Of Popeye He's like Popeye goes into the doctor And he's like uh, So uh, Yeah your farms They're not supposed to be that They're actually tumors That's right Yeah I think I remember that <laughs> It's like It's amazing that you're still alive <laughs> it's just yeah. uh, The Fisher King Is probably the last Robin Williams movie I can bring up And I think we've talked about the, I mean we I probably have, have. It. It's, it's It's a rough movie It's a rough movie To get through Yeah it's you it, really have to be able to sit and watch and not be disturbed by some of the shit going yeah. on. Cause he Especially the stuff that Robin Williams goes through, like, it's hard to watch. Yeah, first of all, it is all over the place. Yeah. Second of all, yeah, it is about a homeless man who has schizophrenia. Yep. And... He thinks he's a member, he's a knight of the round table. So, or, or, yeah, or at least something of that nature. Well, sure. I, I think, think that's it, what the Fisher King refers to. Is yeah, the probably. The round table. Um... I believe I could be wrong. And to be honest Jeff Bridges is Not that great in it He doesn't really well, shine Chris is an asshole Well yeah But he's supposed to be an asshole Yeah But I mean, I'm saying like in general I guess Jeff Bridges Usually stands pretty well Right Well this was very early In Jeff Bridges' career I think I don't think it was that early It was only in the 80s I don't know how long Jeff has been acting <laughs> It's true I really don't know either Actually no I think it was It was in the 80s It was A little later I've never seen Cadillac Man, but... I haven't either, but that's him and Tim Robbins, isn't it? Yes. Yep, Tim Robbins. Awakenings. That is a good movie. See, I've never watched that one. I know it's him and Robert De Niro. Yep. It's a good movie, but it's, it's not... Like a good... It's an older film, and yep. it's a very slow and dry film. It's about a... Uh, uh, Robin Williams plays the doctor, and pretty much, uh, I think it's Robert De Niro is catatonic, mm-hmm. yep. and so he like wakes up at some point. In right? some point, he wakes up. But the, I had to watch that that film in high school. In high school, damn, my my psychology class that I had, I had to take that, um, or I had to watch that film, and we had to to talk about the like symbolisms and the metaphors and like the multiple meanings behind awakening and what it meant for that film and um yeah and i remember really actually liking the film and thought it was a really good movie but it is slow it is very dry i was just looking at the bits for the fisher king sorry terry gilliam directed that movie yeah i did not know that yeah Oh Terry Gillian, So as he's much all, as he's a game, other guys all over the place like well, what he does. Yeah, as much as he is a, he's mm-hmm. known for you know doing animation and being a part of the uh, the Pythons, the Pythons, Monty Pythons. He has a very dark mind, mm-hmm. and he has a uh, so he did yeah the Fisher King. He also has another one. Oh, crap! I just forgot the name. Fucked up, super fucked up. Uh, Jeff Bridges is in it too. Um. Something underwave or the undertow or something, but it's about so Jeff Bridges. So there's this little like eight year old girl or something like that that's is Jeff Bridges' daughter, and he's a heroin addict, and like Ooh. she like makes him like or or gets him to like s- like shoots up right in front of right in front of her or whatever, and I guess he dies and she like wanders off on her own and she starts to experience these things and it is a really twisted and fucked up movie is it a later movie? yeah probably Tideland Tideland that's the one it is a fucked up movie I mean it wasn't bad but it was fucked up listed as a British Canadian neo-noir fantasy horror film holy shit that's a lot of (laughs) titles but my favorite by Terry Gillian um, is probably Brazil See, I I love Brazil. I've watched Brazil once It's just so Yeah <laughs> Robert De Niro's little cameo in there um, So 1991 was when yeah. The Fisher King came out After uh, The synopsis basically reads After shock jock Jack Lucas inadvertently provokes a caller Into murdering a group of innocent people In a Manhattan bar He grows depressed and turns to booze As he's about to hit rock bottom Lucas meets a homeless man named Perry Whose wife was killed by the caller Lucas pushed to the brink Mentally scarred by his loss, Perry spends his days searching for the Holy Grail. Lucas, feeling culpable for the man's plight, pledges to help him in his quest. And that's the synopsis of the movie. Um, It is a rough movie to watch. So a movie that you should watch. I watched this when I was younger. Um, I watched this probably in like 2000 or so, like... Uh, yeah. so, uh, probably when I was a freshman in high school. It was called Being Human. Uh, no, I'm thinking of the show. Yeah, not, not about the werewolves and vampires and ghosts. Nope. Great show, though. Really, though much better. <laughs> um, so Being Human, it was in 1994. So this is like the synopsis that it says here. Is, uh, One man must learn the meaning of courage across four lifetimes, uh, or four lifetimes centuries apart. So, Robin Williams plays four different people from like a Neanderthal really? to like somebody in like Europe, like like Roman times, mm-hmm. and to like present time kind of thing. <laughs> and you just you learn about. It's not like he's an immortal. I don't. I don't think it's anything like it's that. reincarnation. I just yeah, yeah. I think it's just he's like learning. But it it, interesting. It, it's it was super interesting. Um. I I, I don't know why it, it's just one of those films that. I often kind of think of randomly, (laughs) just randomly uh... throughout my life. But it has two fantastic people, Uh, John Turturro. Oh yeah, first of all, which great. Oh yeah, absolutely love. And Robert Carlyle. Oh yeah, love Robert Carlyle. Like I was actually just looking at yeah another. This one, Rob moves isn't big in. He's got a bit part. Um, but I love the. I for some reason have loved the movie since I was a child. Uh, the Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Never seen it. No, Nope. Okay, well, we're gonna have to go back over the two movies you haven't seen. Because um, it was what the Baron Munchausen and what was the other one? Well, I did say Death to Smoochie, but then I, I realized I have oh, okay. seen that. I so, just maybe should rewatch it and maybe I can like it. Maybe I can. I don't know. The Adventures of it. the Baron Munchausen is. Another Terry Gilliam bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and this... Uh, it's a bonkers movie. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. Um, Eric Idle is in it. Fuck, um, even Twelve Monkeys was kind of fucking all over the place. Was that a Terry Gilliam joint? Yeah. No, I believe he's the one who did. He directed that, too. Really? Oh, You'd that. have to look it up, because I don't know everything that man's done, but... I'm yeah, pretty sure he's done 12 monkeys. Williams in it. Uma Thurman's in it. Uh, Eric Idle. Um, there's a bunch of more people that you probably recognize. That I don't fucking... Did you ever do. see Old Dogs? No. It wasn't it just good. didn't do much for me. First of all, John Travolta just... needs to disappear, I guess. I don't yeah. think I. think I don't think I've seen anything that I've liked of his... probably since... yeah <laughs> that says I don't know that's about it <laughs> look who's talking I guess <laughs> which one did three of them I didn't mind any of them I yeah, actually I. enjoyed all of them oh. um I can't even think of a a fuck face off yeah that's a good flick yeah um hey, but yeah that's the last movie The Adventures of the Baron Munchausen uh is one of my favorites uh, just from it, it just purely from being something I saw when I was a child. Yeah, All and right. it was, it, but even that's like another one where like the ending is way too. I think it's way too intense for a child. Now thinking about it, yeah, it's but it's there. It is what it is. Um, yeah, no, I'll, I'll have to watch that. It doesn't. I think it's on Prime. Oh well, oh, so it should easy you to find. So we didn't talk about one film that we've talked about before, and that's the World's Greatest Dad. I've never watched it. No, I I know the premise of it. So I know we've talked about this film, but maybe, maybe that's what we've talked about—is you haven't just the premise. So it was one of those films I didn't understand, and I didn't, I didn't watch for the longest time just Mm -hmm. because didn't really understand it. Sure. And then I finally sat down and watched it once, and I'm just like, "Eh, that was fucked up yeah that was fucked up so the entire film is that he's a his son commits suicide by David Carradine style he he hangs <laughs> yeah. himself while he's masturbating and Yuck. and his uh, son is a, a, just a complete douchebag like his son is like the worst piece of shit kind of person, but because it's his son he's supposed to love him right? (laughs) and you can just tell right away that Robin Williams is just like you can love somebody, you don't have to like them well, so in a way I think that like this this child is just a piece of shit, and so Robin Williams is like, he takes his few minutes to kind of like sulk and try not mourn and then he cleans it up and makes it look like it was a different type of suicide and writes a little note so he's not embarrassed, essentially. So Rob Williams isn't embarrassed. And he writes a note and about, like, a suicide note and everything like that and tries to play it off as a, you know, a sad thing that happened. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. But it was fucked up. And I, I just remember thinking that's another one where anybody else could have done this other than Ron Williams like it wasn't iconic it wasn't he didn't need to do this film I feel like somebody else should have done it right and it wouldn't have made the film any better it just to me I feel like that's what they were doing they were just trying to find some big name to sell this film and it was a piece of shit film right and I don't want to say a piece of shit film it just <laughs> wasn't that good right it wasn't enjoyable licensed Duet is another one I just didn't care for where he plays a priest. Yeah. Um, to uh, Mandy Moore and John Krasinski. Yep. are trying to get married. It, it's not that it was a bad film. It was just. Meh. Yeah, I didn't really care that much. But yeah, no, I, I think we've talked about. I think we've covered the gamut. Yeah. I haven't seen the final cut, so I can't talk about that. Jacob Delire, that was kind of a. Oh, I never talked about the two films. I, I don't care for. I have. Um, I said Popeye. I didn't talk about the other one, which was uh, a film I bought and I immediately regret. I don't even think I've ever. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Moscow on the Hudson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't read too far into that. No, it, it was. It was. It was just. It was. A really really boring film, was it? Yeah. He plays like a Russian immigrant that comes over, and tries to live in America. And it's just a really boring film. Boring, huh? So I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I think we're gonna wrap this one up. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, that was Robin for, Williams. That was, yeah, that was our take on Robin Williams. <laughs> thanks. how we like him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thanks for stopping in. This is Aaron uh, Banyan. through it Talk to you later. Peace.